Let's talk about some last minute injury news and updates. For starters, let's talk about wide receivers. First up, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, unfortunately, as you heard, suffered a setback to his recent hamstring injury. He was in Minnesota today visiting with a specialist, which casts a lot of doubt over his week one availability. Since he's not at practice and visiting with a specialist this early on in the week, it leads me to believe he's not only going to miss this week, but he'll probably miss a few weeks. I mean, it's really hard to tell, but Sean McVay came out and said that Cup is day-to-day and that he wants to make sure that Cup is at his true form and nothing lesser. So I would imagine they're going to play things slow. Problem for the Rams is there's not much behind Cup. They have Van Jefferson and Ben Skoranek as their most tenured receivers, and they have Puka Nakua, who's a rookie, and he's flashed a little bit, but he's still a large unknown. I would imagine the Rams are probably panicking quite a bit right now. So if you still haven't had your draft yet, you definitely want to take this into account if you do decide to pick Cup. When he's on the field, I would imagine he's going to be his dominant self, but it remains to be seen when that is. Next up, Kadarius Tony. Andy Reid came out and said Tony was, quote, good to go for week one. I'm still a little wary of this just because, like we've seen with Tony in the past, he's practiced during the week and then magically on game day, he's a last minute inactive or he's on a really tight pitch count. So I would pay very close attention to the injury report going into Thursday. Um, It's really hard to tell at this point, but... My anticipation is that he will probably play and that he'll be on some type of pitch count just because he's coming off of a meniscus injury. And if the Chiefs do pull away, it would not be surprising for them to get Tony some rest. Next up, Traylon Burks. Burks suffered an LCL sprain, but it looks like he put it behind him. Uh, He's been back at practice. He's not wearing a sleeve on that knee. And it looks like he's all systems go for week one. Next, Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle suffered what they called a midsection injury. And from what I read, uh, it seems like he has bruised ribs. I think he fell on a ball, actually, in the middle of practice. But doesn't seem like it's something that's going to keep him out of game action. He came out and said he'll be good to go week one. And all indications are that is the case. So I would still draft Waddle as a top 20-25 pick and not worry about it too much. Next, Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy was doing individual drills today. So... His status is pretty gray in my opinion. I cannot see him playing this week or even the first couple of weeks given how recently he had that hamstring injury. Um, They said it was a grade one, so it's not as severe as they initially thought. But with hamstring injuries like we saw with Cooper Cup, you just never know. And it's very likely that he re-injures it during the year. So if you draft him, keep that in mind. Um, at this point, I think you do have to downgrade him in terms of draft position, but maybe you can get him at a deep, deep discount. Even with that, I haven't been a big fan of Judy this year, especially with Wilson throwing him the ball. Next, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Jigba was supposed to miss three to four weeks after suffering a stress fracture in his wrist. He had surgery, but he's already back on the practice field. He was catching balls during individual drills. He did have a heavy wrap on that hand, so... It's very unlikely he plays week one, but I think he'll bounce back quicker than people are anticipating. So if you are a receiver heavy and can absorb missing him for one or two weeks, I think you might be able to get him at a discount. Next, Mike Evans. Mike Evans suffered a minor groin injury early on. It looks like he put that behind him and that he was held out of preseason out of precaution. But the bigger issue, in my opinion, is the contract situation. Evans came out and basically gave the Bucks a negotiation deadline, which was the start of the season to figure out an extension. And if it doesn't happen, he's going to shift his focus to finding a new team. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But if you draft Evans, be prepared for him to be traded potentially. Next up, this went under the radar a little bit, but Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs suffered a hamstring injury and it was kind of undisclosed in terms of how it happened, but he was not practicing today. So there's some real doubt he does not play in week one. Um, This would absolutely boost Christian Watson's value even more. 
My guess is he doesn't play this week, and I would keep a close eye on the injury report to see how long this may keep him out. Moving right along, Terry McLaurin. McLaurin suffered turf toe during one of the last preseason games, and he has not practiced since. As recently as last Thursday, he was not on the practice field, and I'm not sure if this is just a precautionary thing where they're just going to basically let him get as much rest as he can going into week one, or if he's seriously that injured and just can't practice. So I think there's actually a decent chance he misses week one, but you got to keep a close eye on the situation. At this point, unless he gets back on the practice field, it's kind of hard to trust him. Last up for the wide receivers, Rashad Bateman. Bateman's back at practice. It's going to be interesting to see how the number one wide receiver role in Baltimore plays out. It could be him, Zay Flowers, or Odell Beckham. I think it's obviously still going to be Mark Andrews in terms of the number one receiving option, but it'll be fun to watch to see which receiver emerges from the group. Moving on to running backs. First up, Brees Hall. Robert Sala came out and said that Hall will play in week one along with Dalvin Cook. And it sounds like Hall was able to put in enough work in terms of rehab and practice to get the green light. So I would imagine that they're going to ease him back into action. Hall would probably be on a pretty tight pitch count, especially with them having Dalvin Cook, who is an established number one in his own right. So I would imagine that Hall will play this week. He definitely should be downgraded in terms of rankings for week one. But... He's going to be out there. He's obviously a dynamic player, and if he is looking as good as the Jets are saying, he could obviously have a big splash play, but as far as volume, I would temper my expectations. Next, Kenneth Walker. After suffering a groin injury early on, Kenneth Walker's been back at practice for a couple weeks now. He didn't get any preseason action, but I'm guessing the Seahawks were just being careful with their number one back. Walker's going to open the season as the number one back, should get a full complement of snaps, most of the carries, but look out for Zach Charbonnet to eat into his workload sooner rather than later. Moving right along, Javante Williams. Williams is not currently listed as injured, but it remains to be seen what his workload will be. Sean Payton is kind of playing mind games, saying that he's not sure how much of a pitch count Williams will be on, or even if he'll be on one. But I would imagine after suffering such a devastating injury to his knee, that he will definitely be easing the action. They signed Samaj P. Ryan, who's plenty capable. So if Denver does pull away early, I would imagine Williams will pretty much be riding the bench. At the very least, he definitely should play in this game. I think he'll be on a very, very tight snap count. I would think he'll get around that 10, 12 carry range just to get his feet wet. But I don't think he's going to get a full workload. And it may be a couple of weeks before he even does. Next, Elijah Mitchell of the 49ers. Mitchell also suffered a groin injury early on, but it looks like he put it behind him. He's back at practice. It looks like he's going to be ready to go for week one. He'll be backing up Christian McCaffrey and should have some decent standalone value at this point. Next, Cordero Patterson. Patterson suffered an undisclosed soft tissue injury and is not practicing. But with Atlanta having Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier, I doubt they'll miss a beat. If anything, Algier and Robinson should both be upgraded. It would not be surprising if the Falcons take things slow with Patterson. Patterson's over 30. He has a lot of wear and tear on his body and they have a very capable running back room. I would not even be surprised if Patterson misses more than week one. At this point, they're going to want to make sure that he's right before putting him on the field. Lastly, well, maybe the biggest story in the offseason, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor's on the pup list still, so he's going to miss the first four games of the season. But the bigger issue is his contract situation. He obviously wants to be traded. The Colts have not found a trade partner yet. They sound like they want to mend the relationship, but it's unknown whether or not Taylor wants that. And also, complicating things is his ankle. We're not sure if his ankle injury from last season is truly healed or if that is just a ploy in getting a new contract. So 
This is really sticky. And if you haven't had your draft yet, this is definitely something you want to take into account. Taylor is arguably the most risky top 10 running back at this point. Moving on to tight ends. George Kittle suffered a groin strain early on, came back for preseason, and seems like he re-injured it because that was the last we saw him in preseason. And they sound like they want to get him on the practice field this week. Today, he was doing individual drills during practice. It's going to be an interesting one to see. He's had an injury history in the past. They may take things slow. But if he's able to ramp up throughout this week, he probably has a pretty decent shot in playing in week one. I wouldn't be surprised if the 49ers hold him out and try to get him right for the rest of the season. This is something to keep in mind with Kittle if you do draft him. He's definitely becoming a little bit more of a high-risk tight end. Obviously, the talent is undeniable. But with his injury history, it's really tough to rely on him as a week-in, week-out player at this stage of his career. Next, Mark Andrews. This one kind of caught me by surprise. Andrews suffered an undisclosed injury as well and has not practiced in nearly two weeks. John Harbaugh is adamant that there's no need to press the panic button, and he anticipates Andrews returning to practice this Wednesday. But until that happens, I would keep a close eye on the injury report. I think there's a real chance he misses week one especially if he can't practice. At this stage, I would still have a contingency plan. You might want to pick up his backup, Isaiah Likely. But if Harbaugh's true to his word, then we should have nothing to worry about. Lastly, Zach Ertz. I know he's not really being drafted at this point, but I always feel like he somehow becomes relevant in fantasy seasons. He's not on the pup list. He tore his ACL and MCL last year. But at this point, I would imagine the Cardinals are going to take things slow. There's no need to rush him. They're fighting for the number one draft pick. And coming off of such a devastating injury, I would think that he's going to want to take things slow himself. And lastly, a couple of quarterbacks to talk about. Joe Burrow returned to practice last week after suffering a calf injury. He was doing individual drills today. It sounds like he's going to be all systems go for week one. Of course, we'd like to see him get a full intense practice session before week one. So he's another player you want to keep a close eye on going into week one. The Bengals obviously need him. It would have been a lot nicer if Burrow got his contract going into the season, so that's not a distraction, but I think Burrow's going to want to be out there for his teammates, so it would not at all be surprising if he's out there and is a full go. And lastly, as you may have heard, Kyler Murray is on the pup list to start the season. He's going to miss the first month as well, and I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play this season at all. Um, the Cardinals are going to be arguably the worst team in the league with very little to play for. And with all the drama around Murray and the Cardinals these last few years, it's really hard to tell what they want to do with their franchise quarterback. In my mind, I don't even think Murray's draftable at this point, even if he does come back. That's some important injury news. Please subscribe and let me know how these updates affect your fantasy drafts in the comments below.